Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Will we have an election before 2025? It's possible. I would think Mr. Singh is going to think about it very carefully because hanging on to that deal with the liberals at this particular time isn't doing his party any good at all. I And we're going to talk to a man who knows about this because he's been uh, polling on it. Let's, let's talk to um, Andrew Enns, who's the senior vice president for Leger Marketing, on what Canadians are saying about the possibilities that could erupt or could occur in the next federal election. And, uh, and uh, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm uh, great, uh, Roy, and appreciate being back on your program. Yeah, time. it's always good to talk to you. So I looked at uh, the polling that you did uh, last month, right? That's correct. And the Conservatives... At 37 percent, the Liberals at 28, and the Democrats at 17. 37 percent is getting pretty close to majority government territory, depending on how much penetration you have in provinces like Ontario and Quebec. So could you just give us an assessment of, of what's happening with the Conservatives, what's happening with the Liberals, and what's happening with the New Democrats? Well, yeah, you're right. That poll was done uh, the early uh, sort of July 10th to the uh, to the fifth uh, or July 7th to 10. So it's a you know it's about a month now. But but clearly, uh, you know the the steady drumbeat I would say of of um, Mr. Polyev and the Conservatives. Uh, they've been you know to some people criticize it, but I think he's been pretty diligent with respect to going after the affordability issue and and uh, you know matters of that nature and. I think that in combination with that issue in general is just not going away for Canadians. It's taking a bit of a toll. Um, the liberal, you know, the liberal government has, uh, is, has struggled. Like I'm not the first one to say they didn't have a great, uh, they really haven't had a very good 2023. Um, you know, they, they've been sidetracked with, uh, you know, issues uh, like electoral interference and, and then just still grappling with this affordability, interest rates and, and housing. And at a public inquiry into China's interference in Canada. That's right. Right. You know, and, and, and then the, the report that came down and then that how that sort of took off and became a story of its own, all of which, if you're the government, it's it just not conducive for, for the government to try to get out its its message, its narrative. You know, try as they might, uh, political parties, governments all want to all want to have sort of a a uh, you know a fairly s- simple uh, but strategic narrative that they want to be able to repeat over and over to Canadians. And, and if you're the government, you're dealing with issues that aren't part of that. It creates a problem, and I think we're seeing it. I, you know, Roy, I was looking back, uh, you know, sort of at polls and polling you know, going back even during the pandemic. And, and quite frankly, we had, you know, two, two years of nothing really to see here. You know, Tories up a little, Liberals up a little, but really statistically tied. And quite frankly, the narrative was if there was an election, nothing would change. But I would say late winter, we started to see movement. And uh, not surprisingly, coincides with really the, the bite on inflation and some of those, uh, some of those uh, issues really taking hold. And what we saw back in the late winter were sort of four or five point leads for the Conservatives now have stretched, as, as you, you noted in our poll, to, um, you know, eight, nine, ten point leads. Um, you know, our poll and a few others that have come out. And 
you know, I'm not quite as bullish as you in terms of does that does that uh, you know portend a majority conservative government, but it definitely it definitely indicates there's going to be a change in in sort of the the, the structure of the House of Commons with respect to seats. I think I think um, you know I think back to 2008 really that that this could these kind of numbers would sort of get us into that kind of environment where the where the conservatives had a clear plurality, uh, you know, the greatest number of seats, um, and therefore likely get that, that opportunity to, uh, to form a minority. I think that's probably where we're sitting at right about. Uh, yeah. right Andrew, about if, if the Liberals, and they are, they're sliding backwards and they've been sliding back for a while, and the Prime Minister's popularity has perhaps been outpacing the slide of the party, uh, that's not a good projection. That's not a good, that's not a good scenario for them. And how, no. do you, how do you recover from that? Well, it's it's yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I, I you know, look, they they um, they obviously they obviously realized they needed to retool and and, and uh, move some move some good communicators around into economic uh, portfolios. Hence, the fairly significant cabinet shuffle. We'll see. It's early days on that, but quite frankly, I think you know history will say that um, that on its own. Just changing some personnel around don't necessarily, uh, yeah. you know, change the trajectory. You have to change, quite frankly, um, what you're doing from a policy perspective, and I think that's challenging. I mean, the, the two, the two big people that that still I would suggest dictate, uh, you know, a fair amount of policy. The prime minister and and his finance minister, Christopher Freeland, haven't changed, and um, you know, I. I Quite frank, I have to say, Roy and my, uh, you know, my boss Jean Marc Leger, he kind of summed it up in, a, in an interview last week. I thought, well, is that you know the prime minister was well suited when he was elected in 2015 for coming into an environment of a you know things were good in Canada, but we were you know we wanted a new government and there was this we felt this optimism and he was the guy. He was the sunny ways and and for a while there, I mean, he he was hitting on that mark. Eight years ago. We're in a, yeah, but we're in a period now where the ways aren't sunny. No, they're not. And he's and he still, when you look at him, though, I think a lot of Canadians still see this sunny ways type of guy and this always, a, you know, kind of a... So, so you, th- you, you get the feeling, Andrew, that he's still got personal popularity that might exceed that of Pierre Polyev? Uh, Is that what your numbers tell you? No, I, no, our numbers don't tell us that he's got that popularity. Okay. I think Canadians are wearing thin on him. Yeah. And quite frankly, uh, um, you know, look, Mr. Pauly has got his challenges, but Mr. Pauly has, hasn't been on the job a full year yet. Uh, and, he, and he's got, they're doing some advertising now. We'll see how those work. But mm-hmm. uh, I think they, he, he's still got time to grow on Canadians. And uh, whereas Mr. Trudeau, He's, you know, a lot of Canadians are, you know, I did some polling, you know, goes back now a number of months, but, you know, upwards 55, 65% of Canadians have soured on him, you know, and it's difficult to change those minds. Andrew, if I were to say to you, and we only have a few seconds here, if I were to say to you, it's likely looking at what I'm looking at now, and just, just, I'm looking at your numbers and I'm going with my gut and I've covered a lot of elections over the years. I see the possibility, a real possibility, for a conservative majority government, regardless of whether the election is next year or 25. Am I on base, off base? I think you're optimistic, but I think, I, you know, I think there's going to be there's going to be a breakthrough in Ontario. Uh, we're seeing seven, you know, six, seven point leads in Ontario for the mm-hmm. Tories. 
They're going to make up a bit of ground in Atlanta, Canada. Um, not, you know, there's not a ton of seats there for conservatives, but they will win some more based on sort of the, the current numbers. Okay. Um, but, but it's still, um, uh, and look, if they go into a campaign with an unpopular prime minister, that's dangerous. Yes, if, it if is. If I were a liberal strategist, yes, I'd say that'd be, that's dangerous because things can get out of hand here. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.